2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun
3: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to a very sad episode of a Steelers game knee-jerk reaction show. For BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And with me, as always, Lance Williams out there on the West Coast. We just witnessed the Pittsburgh Steelers season end, 45-42, to a shootout with Blake Bortles and Ben Roethlisberger. Who saw that coming? Lance, I want to know knee-jerk reactions. What were your thoughts about the game? Um, I know I have mine, and we'll talk about that, but I want to hear yours first. Go ahead.
1: The name of the show, listeners, is The Standard is the Standard. And what we saw today is not the standard. 45 points to Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it never seemed like they had any idea how to stop them from the onset of the game, and to a man, and to a Steeler fan, to a man, to a woman, to Steeler Nation, when the Jags rolled up that seven points in the first drive, all of Steeler Nation said to themselves, dilly-dilly, here we go. If the mantra is the standard is the standard, they got to fix some stuff because – They missed the standard by a wide mark, and giving up 45 at home, scoring 42, and losing the playoff game is embarrassing. This ain't how it's done in Pittsburgh. This ain't how it's done in black and gold.
3: No, not at all. Um, You know what? I I said this. I did a Facebook Live shortly after the game, and I'm not joking. It was probably 10 minutes in length. And I had over 400 comments in that 10 minutes. I mean, everyone is just spitting fire. Everyone's pissed. I get it. Uh, we're both angry as well because we're fans too. We want the team to succeed. We want the team to win. For the first time, Lance, in however long I've been running the website, this I'm going into my fourth season now, my fourth draft. I think coaches could be fired. I don't think Mike Tomlin's going anywhere. Not saying that. But I can see some coaches, mainly some coordinators, going. In other words, I could actually see the Steelers parting ways with Todd Haley. Um, In terms of the offseason, I don't want to get too much into that. I kind of want to focus on the game. Ben Roethlisberger did just come out and tell the media – He told Ron Cook of the Post-Gazette that he does plan on coming back next year. So that's a huge question that was, in my opinion, what I predicted was going to of like a cloud lingering over Steeler Nation wondering, is Roethlisberger going to come back? Is he going to play? Reportedly, he is going to play. Um, But real quick, before we talk about the game itself, do you agree with me that there could be some coaching upheaval in Pittsburgh this offseason?
1: I think the move to get rid of Haley is dependent on Ben Roethlisberger. They scored 42 points in the game. Some of their young playmakers are flourishing. Antonio Brown is flourishing in the system, Le'Veon Bell. All the young guys are flourishing, and Ben is playing really good football. So the question, I I would put that on Ben. If there's some personality stuff that's going on and and the relationship can't be mended and can't be fixed, he's got to go. The only issue is you have an old quarterback having to learn a new system. So if they do go in another direction – Hopefully they promote from within the staff. So the system and the verbiage is intact.
3: I think that's what they would do. I think that Fitchner would be the, the quarterback coach would be the one to take over. Um, there were all those reports about earlier in the year where he was moved down to the sideline to kind of be a buffer between Haley and Roethlisberger. Um We'll see how that pans out uh, to me. Lance, you're a defensive guy and Keith Butler is the defensive coordinator. He's had two years, I believe under his belt here out right now in Pittsburgh Can you please just tell me, this is an honest question. If you know the answer, I want you to say it. What is the identity of Keith Butler's defense in Pittsburgh?
0: Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
2: Aloha, I'm Clifford from Yamanoa Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese. All fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only eighty-eight dollars each with in-and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa
1: Safeway, and we'll see you soon. There is none.
3: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That there is there, none. There, there,
1: there is an there, answer. None. There is isn't an answer. And for all you hip-hop fans out there who know about Sway, Sway and Tech, Sway does the radio show uh, for Sirius Satellite Radio for Eminem's radio station. Years ago, he did an interview with Kanye West, And Kanye famously answered one of Sway's questions. Sway, you ain't got the answers. And neither does Keith Butler. And neither did his mentor, Dick LeBeau. Both of those guys look absolutely clueless this weekend. Dick looked helpless. And from the start, Keith Butler's defense had no options, no answers, They give up third down after third down after third down in the second half. It was embarrassing. No adjustments, no nothing. I know there's no Shazier, but they haven't had Shazier for several games. But we've seen this. This was a crack in the dam that had been leaking for the last several weeks that had been cleaned up by outstanding offensive play. Not anymore. And, you know, Keith Butler maybe should go as well.
3: Yeah, I, well, my question is, do you think that this is a personnel problem or do you think this is a coaching problem? Because the Steelers have invested a lot into their defense in the NFL draft the past few seasons. And yet, although you look at guys like Artie Burns, who has taken steps in the right direction, um, you look at Javon Hargrave, Stefan Tuitt, all players that are young, they're really turning into names in the National Football League. Is this a personnel thing? Because, I, like you said, Shazier's out. It's a big loss. They're going to have to address inside linebacker in either free agency or the draft this offseason. We know that. Um, but, but answer the question. Do you think this is a personnel or coaching or both issue?
1: It's both. I mean, there's no Shazier. We saw it. We saw the impact of no Shazier on his defense. So, And the other thing is, I think Mike Mitchell, they need to look for an upgrade for Mike Mitchell. They need a range of your safety on the back end. I think if you can make adequate replacements in both of those areas, I think the defense takes a step forward. But, again, at times, Keith Butler looks overmatched, and he's looked overmatched against some really bad quarterbacks, Kaiser, Blake Bortles, um, the quarterback from Green Bay, uh, Brett, the rookie Brett quarterback Brett Huntley. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, I, I mean – You know, maybe it was smoke and mirrors early in the year. You know, I'll give Butler some credit for being able to get 56 sacks. But, man, on the back half of this season, this defense was hemorrhaging, and it was a full-on hemorrhage today because they got gouged and they got embarrassed. That was embarrassing. And, you know, when you lose like that in the playoffs, there should be some hot water.
3: Well, and this goes back two years. I mean, let's be honest. After the AFC Championship game in 2016-2017, we were saying the same thing, except they lost to the Patriots and Gillette in the one step away from the Super Bowl. Now you've lost to the Jaguars twice in one season, Blake Bortles twice in one season, and you just got 45 points hung up on you at home.
1: Jeff. What? 75 points Yeah, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. 75 points points to yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just want to say that one more time. 75 points to the Jacksonville
3: Jaguars. Now with, with that said, 21 of those 75 could be traced back to defensive scores. You had the two pick sixes in week five and they had the the fumble recovery. Let's talk about this game, though. We, we can talk about coaches. We're going to have time to talk about that. We are going to continue our shows, for those that listen regularly. Last year, we were so depressed, we basically took the offseason. <laughs> off. We're going to continue our shows this year. Um, but to me, the biggest turning points in this football game were turnovers. But it wasn't the fumble. It wasn't the interception. To me, it were the two failed fourth and shorts that both turned into – touchdowns for the Jaguars. Now, no turnover's good, and the interception, which was a tremendous play, defensive play, mind you, uh, was bad, and and the, the fumble, scoop, and score equates to points. I get that. But every time the Steelers were on the cusp of really making a play, man, did they just have the wrong design, the wrong play in mind. Running that sweep on fourth and short against a fast and aggressive defense like the Jaguars idiotic stupid play call poorly executed as tomlin said after the game in his post post game press conference to me that was the turning point those two times that the jacksonville jaguars stood tall on fourth and short and i'm talking fourth and a foot or less you know twitter's going berserk about ben roethlisberger doing a quarterback sneak i knew that wasn't coming they never run it I was pissed that they didn't go right up the gut. Put Roosevelt Knicks in there, run it, get your half yard, Uh, have Bell go over the top if he has to, and then play on. But what are your thoughts? What were the turning points in the game for the Steelers?
1: I don't disagree because when you add those two points and you had the scoop and score, I mean, that's 21 points right there. So, you know, that is the ball game right there. Um, But it goes to maybe a slightly bigger issue. You can't trust. This offensive line to get one in the trenches in a playoff game? We saw this last year against the Patriots in a championship game as well, which really turned that game. This is two years in a row in the playoffs, in tough spots, in the trenches. You can't get the yard. That has to be addressed as well. They're not moving people in the interior. And we talked about it this year that in a lot of times, a lot of times Steelers have negative runs. Well, you can run the ball on first and second down, and you're in third and eight. And we saw a lot of those today. But yeah, Jeff, I mean, you have to hang your hat on this offensive line and trust it. And they did not show the trust there. And maybe that alludes itself to a bigger issue. I mean, they, they got to be able to move people in there.
3: Yeah. And I hate to harp on offensive issues, you know, the, the failed fourth downs, because the offense put up 42 points. And in a game against a defense that is supposedly as good as the Jaguars, and they're good, um, that should be more than enough to win. That should be absolutely more than enough to win. But yet at the same time, it wasn't. And the Steelers lose, and their season's over. Welcome to NFL draft mode, off-season questions, and there's going to be some huge ones. Uh, I'm curious. I'm looking up the, the team statistics right now. On third down, the Jacksonville Jaguars were 8-for-14 in the game. That's better than 500, and they were 1-for-1 one one on fourth down. Pittsburgh was 7-for-16. Um, the red zone, Pittsburgh was actually 3-for-3, three three, but the Jacksonville Jaguars were 5-for-5. Five five. I, I just don't... That's uh, laughable. Man. That That's it, laughable. It is. It is. It is. Mean, <laughs> this is Blake Bortles here, and Blake Bortles made some throws, but there were times, and I, I had to... Trust me, I had to eat some humble pie. I mean, before he threw that 45-yarder to the rookie that got him down to the two-yard line, I'm sitting here saying, Blake, keep throwing the ball because he's not good. He is not good. And that just compounds the fact that the Steelers lost this game and makes it look that much worse. Um, Lance, I'd be curious to see if you could somehow figure this out. I, I do a winners and losers column for the website um, every after every game. I'm still trying to figure out who would be on your well, let's go winners first because that's going to be a much shorter list. Who would be on your winners list for this game?
1: Uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown is a monster. I mean, that's like five weeks after a calf injury, and he's roasting Ramsey and AJ Boyer. He's an absolute monster. Le'Veon Bell is Le'Veon. He does his thing. Losers? Oh, it's Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin. Um, And and I'm going to throw in Todd Haley. The coaches are all losers. The onside kick decision was terrible. The play calling on fourth down, terrible. And the lack of adjustments and ability to stop the run or stop this offense, this Jacksonville vaunted offense is on Keith Butler and the rest of that defense. Absolutely terrible. They're all losers. And to go to your point about Butler, when you were asking the question about Butler, what's happened all year? Inconsistent run defense and big plays the entire season. That has to go to coaching. And they showed up in the biggest spot. They gave up the big play, boo-boo, bang, fish in a barrel, ball game.
3: I can, can you, for the, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why Mike Tomlin decided, and he said it was his decision and should be. He's the head coach. Why in the hell would you go for an onside kick with two minutes, a little over two minutes left? I just hey. do not understand that at all. I mean, <laughs> he said that they hadn't stopped them enough consistently for me to want to have them essentially go for it uh, and kick it deep and, and force them to run to go the entire length of the field. Uh, that's just, that's horrible. That's horrible. That's that absolutely horrible.
1: horrible. The logic is bad because here's the case you, you don't have to stop them all game, you only have to stop them on that possession. That's it. You just need three good plays. If they can unearth three good plays, you give yourself a better chance to win. Now, maybe they don't win, but the way they decided to do it, they absolutely had no chance to win. And they end up scoring a touchdown, which you knew they would, to exacerbate the fact that the decision was absolutely terrible. So they all have to get called into the woodshed, called to the back, and Mr. Rooney used to pull out a switch and switch hands and tap butts on all of them because they all were bad in this game.
3: Yeah, I I just oh man, I just I'm left with that that's a problem. Is that there are sometimes where a game happens and, and you lose the game and you like, can point to this one thing. And there were so many issues. This was kind of like the perfect storm. And man, Jacksonville, boy are they an arrogant group. Uh, rightfully so that they they're in the AFC Championship game. They're playing Tom Brady and Company next next Sunday. I really don't want to watch that football game or any other football game for a long time. Um <laughs> But Lance, I uh, don't want to spend too much time harping on the same old things. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about?
1: Um, I mean, overall, you know, it's a lukewarm season in Pittsburgh. You know, the goal is to win Lombardi trophies, and unfortunately, there's a realistic opportunity that once again the Pittsburgh Steelers will be tied with a franchise for the most Lombardi trophies. And I hope that that burns everybody in that building in Pittsburgh that it absolutely burns everybody I hope it burns the fan base because the time that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers is coming to a close very soon so this window while it looks like it's open it's about halfway cracked but the positive thing is there are a lot of good pieces in place on the offensive side of football. You have young playmakers on the defensive side of football, Joe Hayden's in the fold. So you have pretty good book in corners. That front three is solid. You know, you have some issues. The Shazier loss is big. Yeah. What they do about that is big, but this is a very talented football team it has eight pro bowlers. So you're not starting with the cupboard empty. But damn, this one hurts because it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is not a good offense, and we all think like Tom Brady's going to carve these boys up next week.
3: Yeah, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, The the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is good. Pittsburgh's offense has been has been good for the second half of the season. I mean, you put up over 40 points. I mean, that's tremendous. I know that there were some turnovers in there, but let me just read off a quick list of the unrestricted free agents the Steelers are gonna have this season. Um Le'Veon Bell tops the list. Chris so let Hubbard. me so so you let go. me so
1: let me hear so, so when you name them, I'll say yes or no if they'll be Steelers, in my opinion.
3: Just, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Le'Veon Bell. Yes. I, I agree, but we're gonna have to tell, we're gonna spend a podcast talking about that because they're gonna have to be real creative on how to do that. Chris Hubbard. Yes. No, there's no way he's gonna make too much money in free agency. Arthur, right? No, no, I agree. Sean Spence. No, Lord. No, please. No, he's horrible today. Justin, (laughs) Justin Hunter. No, no. Stephen Ridley. Yes. Oh, really? You think they're going to keep him around? Yes. Okay. If they keep him and then the next one, Fitzgerald Toussaint. No. Yeah, I agree. No. Daniel McCullers
1: no 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 (laughs) no
3: no and i believe being left off this list is eli rogers is another one no yeah i i agree and so lady on bell is the big name there i think the steelers need to do something to find a way to bring him back um we're gonna have a lot of time to talk about that so um with that said lance any final comments before we call it a show
1: yeah, man. Yeah, man. This this is uh it was so bad, Jeff. I got the um this is what my, my daughter said, my youngest said to me. So I was sitting there like, oh man, geez. She started singing Bob Marley. Don't worry about a thing. Everything's gonna be all right. <laughs> I was like, thank you, but it yeah. isn't, it isn't. These guys got cracked by Blake Bortles.
3: (sighs) Here's the, here's the thing. The AFC is a top heavy conference and it's going to be next year too. Uh, you might see a resurgence in a team like the Raiders or something like that. But for the most part, the AFC still sucks outside of new England, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. If they can get a quarterback, they're going to be even better next year. Um, uh, and if you, Andrew Luck might come back, but ultimately the AFC is up for grabs and the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they can bring back Le'Veon Bell, the offense is still going to be dynamic and the de- the defense is still going to be the question for the third or fourth year in a row now. The defense is still going to be the question. But like I said earlier, this will be these, the, the shows are not going to stop. Um, I plan on doing a show this week. Um, I don't know see if Lance can join me and and, and talk about, <laughs> Well, I want to be creative on how we handle this. Let's talk about right, some, right, some draft right. needs, free agency. Yeah. We'll, we'll have yeah. that list of salary cap. We'll be able to break that stuff down. We're not going anywhere. We might take some weeks off, but for the most part, we're going to remain here with you. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Go to YouTube, search BTSC Steelers Radio. Uh, follow us on iTunes. The standard is the standard is your search tag there. And then also on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com every day. Lance, I want to thank you for a good season. Sucked that it ended sir. this way. And um, we'll, be, we'll be back. So uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening, everyone out there. And uh, we'll see you next time on The Standard is a Standard.
0: The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the
3: Progressive
2: Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, oh, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.